Hello, and welcome to Cultural Conversations with the International Hub. We are committed to helping you navigate global business. Throughout this series, we will have conversations with global business professionals and experts. Hi, everyone. This is Amanda, and I'm here with Mark Yolrich. Did I say that right? That's perfect. That's okay. perfect. <laughs> um, Mark, can you just tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah. Um, so I'm 36 years old. I'm from Germany. Maybe you can hear this because of my bad accent. Um, I'm uh, married with my wife, Anna. We have a small daughter. Her name is Amy. I'm normally working as a professor for internal auditing at the University of Duisburg-Essen. Um, this is a university with um, 36,000 uh, students. It's quite in the middle of Germany, so you have the chance to get to Cologne like in a 40 or 50 minutes drive. It's really interesting because I'm normally not an expert in internal auditing before I went to this specific uh, position. So just to give you a rough explanation about my background, I um, studied business administration and had a strong focus on management and management accounting, especially strategy type of things um, from 2001 until 2005. So I studied at the University of Dortmund. This is close to my hometown, my hometown Hagen is um, quite in the middle of nowhere with roughly a population of 200,000 people living there. And I had the chance to have this abroad experience to come to this, to this new university in Dortmund. So that was 16 kilometers away from my hometown. So um, that was my first starting point to get away from my home. Awesome. Okay. And then can you give us a timeline of your career? Yeah, so um, like I said, I started with my university education in 2001 till 2005. Then I had the chance to um, uh, start um, working as a strategy consultant at a small strategy boutique, consulting boutique, together with my PhD supervisor. And he just offered me a chance to do something like a combined um, working profile doing consulting stuff on the one hand side and also doing my research to become a PhD, so in Germany a doctor actually, um, on the other hand. So that was something from 2005, end of 2005 until 2010. Uh, I earned my PhD in 2009 and then there was a chance to get a position as a faculty member at this University of Duisburg-Essen in 2011 and it was a, a job profile with a description you will do some type of corporate governance research and internal audit research and I thought okay corporate governance is something that I can cover but I have no clue no idea what's internal auditing about and the interesting thing is I actually fell in love with this internal audit research type of things so right now I'm doing 95% of my time internal audit research okay that's great um, so you're here with us in America what other countries have you visited for work and or states also and what were you doing there okay so um i went to a couple of countries in in europe so i'm not quite sure if i should count them it should be i don't know 15 20 different countries in europe i went to the states over 30 times so I always try to get in touch with my U.S. colleagues because that was something, you know, when I when I grew up, that was the time of Michael Jordan playing basketball. And this was, that was something like, wow, the U.S. is so awesome. So you will see basketball players um, 
on television and it was something like if i if i will be an um, adult i will have to go to the states to get more of this us experience so on the other hand i just had some work in the asian area a couple of things in singapore that was also really interesting because it's a totally different culture and country there and it's quite um good to see that sometimes you are able to to live in these countries although you're you're not um that familiar with a specific language or the the specific aspects of of their life there okay when you visited these other countries did you ever experience culture shock yeah <laughs> but in in positive in in positive ways so the first positive thing when i talk about singapore as an example you can see that different religions live there in a very friendly way together so they do not have huge problems um between the different religions i know that this is sometimes because of the regulatory environment there but it was really interesting to me to see that um you had something like a very friendly mood of course you only get your own perception so i'm i'm not quite sure if this is really true for for everybody who who lives in singapore but that was something that was really great for me so saying seeing that people are able to live together without any problems although they maybe have a different understanding of values in their life and um on the other hand it, it was also great when i had my first research a uh, research visit at the UTK University of Tennessee in Knoxville um where uh, my friend uh, professor Joseph Casello invited me it was something like a really interesting thing to see that 95% of all students just had their UTK clothes on and um they were really into this whole university life and into the understanding that they are a part of the UTK and to be honest this is the same thing here at the BYU so you can see that the students really identify themselves as a part of the university community that's really really great so in germany is that not common for people to wear like college clothing no no first of all it's not that common and i'm also not sure if students in germany are really proud about um being a student at a specific university although you sometimes have uh, quite interesting or, or good universities also with a good international reputation but it's something totally different so the the value of education is um not comparable to the understanding here in the US so that students in the US see that the university or the university education is their first step to become a potential leader or you that you will have the chance to get a great job afterwards and um that university education is a beneficial thing for your whole life right so this is totally different in in Germany because i'm not quite sure what what's the reason for this from my point of view it's especially because the education in Germany so the university education is quite cheap right so you have to to pay um roughly 300 euros per term to be a student and with this 300 euros you have um um free public trans- transportation and some other uh, financial benefits um so you can see that so from from my understanding you can see that um students really think you know it's not really worth so i will not have a, a huge um advantage out of this so i i sometimes miss this understanding that universities are something like they are 
alma mater, so their 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 mother who support them in in being a great member of the of the society afterwards. Okay, yeah, that's really interesting and good to know. Okay, so now we're interested in in our differing styles of communication. So in America, we're pretty direct with how we communicate. Was there ever a time when you traveled to another country that you had a miscommunication between you and someone else because of your different style of communication? Yeah, so w one funny one was um, when I was at this at this University of Tennessee, I just talked to to um, the colleagues there about my partner. And indeed, I just meant my wife, right? Because in the German language, partner just means your male or female partner. So if I would say in German, my partner, that would be my wife. And after a couple of times uh, that I said, yeah, my partner, one colleague just looked at me and said, I thought you're married. And I said, yes. So why do you have an additional partner? And it was like, no, I do not have an additional <laughs> partner. My wife is my partner, right? So that was a funny one. And um, maybe to talk about the different understanding of words. It's interesting when you sometimes talk to people in the US and they mean something and they say something like, hey, we should meet next week. Um, you know, in Germany, this means you have a fixed appointment for the next week. And in, in the States, from my point of view, this is something a little bit different. It means like, yeah, it was a great time with you and thanks, that's it, right? Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so this is a great question for you since you're a professor. So when you teach, there's like a cultural difference between how people learn. And sometimes they like to be presented with how something works or sometimes they like to be presented first with why it works. Um, so like when you teach, do your students like to first know or understand what the outcome is going to be or why? Oh, that's that's really interesting. So I always try to include a bunch of different examples. So real life company examples or sometimes also real life examples and trying to transfer them to my internal audit corporate governance background. And I think the German understanding is, first of all, what's the output and afterwards, why is there this specific output? But it really comes closely uh, uh, together. So the student, most of the time, the, the student needs both. So they, they have to understand what's the mechanism behind the specific situation um, to understand why there is this specific output uh, or outcome. I think the problem is that most of the students are not able to understand that is so necessary that you also get to learn this why perspective. So sometimes they just see, okay, if I put A and B together, then I will get C but they will not know why they get C. And if you have, from my point of view, if you have a university de um, degree afterwards, you should also be able to understand this why perspective. Yeah, that's like very similar to how we are in America. We definitely like to know like how something works and like what the outcome is going to be before we understand the concept behind it. It's very similar. Okay, so how is negative feedback given in Germany? So... Are you talking about students or any yeah, any, in any okay. situation? So, like, is okay. it more like direct, like you're doing this bad, or is it trying to yeah. them up and then give them a bad? From my point of view, it it depends really on the um, person who's giving this feedback. So, some of my colleagues at the university would say, "Okay, you failed this class. You you 
you are not uh, have enough points in the exam or something like this. So that's it. So from my point of view, this is not helpful for the students. So I always try to explain this a little bit more and saying, hey, you did something wrong here or you did not understand the question there. So this should be, from my point of view, helpful in this educational environment so that the students get better afterwards. I think it's quite in the in the middle of both perspectives. So it's not always really direct and it's not always really indirect. So actually it depends also on the different areas in Germany. So we have a couple of, of states in Germany where the people are, are well known or let's say something like famous um, for their direct communication. So if you went to Berlin as an example and you get into a taxi, the taxi drivers there will be very direct. It, it, it looks like they were a little bit rude but that's their that's their understanding of of life and living and um, they are behind this really helpful and friendly but they just say something really direct and strong so in in, in stronger words but this depends a little bit on the area so i would say the average would be in germany they're quite in the middle of both okay well that's good to know because i feel like when we study culture we just group countries like germany is one and we all expect it to be the same over over the whole country but that's like interesting that you point out that it's not it's very depending on yeah the area um maybe is if, if if this is helpful so like i said I, I went to the states multiple times and when you walk through new york i know that there are not that many new yorkers or real new yorkers there but when you walk through through new york you have a totally different understanding of of the u.s culture or of the person's who, who live in the US and then if you compare this to let's say here to to Provo Utah or to Knoxville Tennessee the people are very friendly and open and helpful and you know in in from my understanding and from my experience in in the large US cities it's something totally different are there differences in mannerisms between Germany and like the United States so like do you like shake hands differently or sit differently or I don't know things like that I would not say that there are really strong differences. I think from my point of view, sometimes, especially in the professional um, or so, so in, in the business environment, sometimes um, there might be a very formula way in, in Germany. So in Germany, because of our language, we would always, uh, always talk to, to C-level members or board members or something like this or your um, direct boss with the last name so we we would talk to them and say dear mr blah 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 can i say blah 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 that's okay right <laughs> okay i'm just kidding so this is something different because of this you know if you if you talk to someone with the last name so so calling him by by the last name you create something like a specific distance and because of this distance you can also feel the hierarchy a little bit more so this is from my point of view something different in the states because you normally, although you this might be your direct boss or maybe the, the, the CEO of company, you can say, hey, Brian, how are you doing? What's the problem here? So this is something because of the, of the language. So we have multi, uh, multiple words for you. So depending if you um, know someone well and call him by the first name or by the last name. So this is from my point of view um, a different um, a, a difference, sorry. I think all the other things like handshakes or, or, or the seating arrangement or something like this, this might be the, the same. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm just curious. So if I, an American wanted to go to Germany to do business, like to 
perform any role in a company, would they be expected to know German? Does everyone speak German? Because I know you have experience with English. Yeah. But so I would say if, if you would go to, to a larger company, it's quite normal that more than a half of the employees there can speak English in an appropriate way. And um, especially the, the large companies in the German DAX, so in the German stock uh, index, they sometimes have English as their company uh, language. So this is not really a problem. You can talk to, let's say, most of the managers always in an uh, appropriate English way. Okay, so you mentioned before when you were talking about Singapore, how they were like very open with like their beliefs. Um, how is that in Germany? Like, how do how does religion play a role in your daily life? Okay, I will start not with the religion, but I will start with with compensation as an example because I okay. really like this. Okay. So um, in the U.S., it's quite normal to to talk to someone that you just um, see for the first time, and after after a couple of minutes, the person will say, "Hey, can you say something about your your position and maybe also something about your income?" And it's not a problem in the from from my experience. It's not a problem in the U.S. that someone will answer and say, "Hey, I earn uh, this amount of money per year." You would never ever get this information in Germany from someone else. Maybe from your good friends, but sometimes also this will not work because this is something like, "Hey, I do not want to talk about this financial perspective of my life." So this is, from my point of view, something different. Also, uh, um, this is a different type of of value. Talking about religion, you know, I'm I'm Catholic, so um, I always try to to see that I have this Catholic values in my life. But from my experience, or from my from my experience over the the last couple of years, religion isn't that strong in Germany anymore. So in their in your day to day life, I'm pretty sure that it's still strong in the minds of the people so in their in their heads they are they are talking about this or maybe um, um, thinking about this when they are on their own or in their family but it's I don't want to say that religion is uncool but it's something like um, you know I'm I'm a Catholic I'm a Protestant or, or maybe I'm a Mormon but I will not, not talk to other persons about my religion and I'm, I'm not quite sure if this is a benefit or um, if this is maybe a risk also because you know you you also lose the identity so in our um, highest German law um, it says that the German country um, has an order based on the Christian beliefs and I think it's it's really a bad development evolution over the last years that these Christian beliefs aren't in their uh, in in the day-to-day life of most of the people here so another question about their behavior. Um, in Germany, how do you handle ambiguity? Like when people make decisions, do they like to know what's going to happen? Or are they okay making a decision and just letting the outcome be unknown? No. Normally in Germany, you always have to think about the outcome. And you want to know everything. So in a perfect if you behave in a perfect German way, you would say, okay, I know that the outcome will be... Uh, with a 99.9% probability should be A or B. So this would be the German understanding of make a decision. Okay, so another one. In in Germany, when doing business, like when you first start to do business with someone, do 
you is there an emphasis on getting to know the person like building a relationship with them or just on getting the business done like you don't care about learning about the person i think this depends a little bit on the on the function so if you have if you're working in the function with a with a really strong interaction with other persons you also have to create this this specific relationship to the person so that you have a trustful environment and this might be also different from from the states where also this network perspective is really really important i know person a and this person knows uh, person b so i have a indirect connection also to person b i think this is sometimes a little bit different in in germany i think it's still trust based on on trust and and a good relationship that you be um, successful in the company how do you go about building trust with germans be friendly be open um, show integrity i think you have to earn the trust of another person and you can do this by by you have multiple ways to 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 earn this this trustful relationship so um, like i said if you are acting in a in a way that you're that you show your your um, integrity and something like this this will help definitely i think it's really important that you also talk about um, um, others uh, other per perspectives of life than the normal business model so maybe asking about the family asking about their favorite sports team or something like this to get in touch and also to talk about other other things it depends like i said it, it depends a little bit on the hierarchy level and on the function so especially if you if you talk to to top management people of course you will not get that close into these personal details of a person but i think this could be a good starting point just to talk a little bit around to to create an an, an situation an environment where both um, uh, persons are able to talk in a trustful way okay so i'm curious so i think in the uk so like england they they're kind of more private and so these relationships are built like over time like asking questions and just getting to know their personal selves but mm like if you go more into asia they expect go out to lunch go out to dinner with the group and have them pay and so yeah. in germany like is it more like the uk in that sense i would say it's it's again in between so i think um this uk example is really important because you have to earn this this trust from from another person over time so you cannot earn this after one day mm -hmm. I will not talk about uh, a situation that Germans always would would get out um, will get out with someone to drink a beer after after their business. But um, just to go out for dinner also helps to talk with your uh, with other business professionals, uh, with other uh, colleagues, and something like this to talk about something else than business, right? I think this is the important thing in Germany to create trust. Okay, that's good. <clears throat> okay, would you describe uh, the German culture as confrontational? Wow, that's a hard question. <laughs> Once again, it, it depends a little bit, right? I think because of um, the bad days in our history, um, sometimes we're, we're not trying to get into these confront uh, confrontations. On the other hand, especially if you're trying to argue on a fact-based way, 
Germans are normally saying, hey, we just proved that A leads to B, so uh, I'm pretty sure that this is true. So you can see it, it as long as if you have facts that could prove that you're, you're right, you can act also in a, in a way and um, uh, that you try to, to get into this, this confrontation. Okay, what does it mean to be on time in Germany? Um, on time in Germany means that you are really on time. So if you say we have an appointment at 10 a.m., it's 10 a.m., it's not five past 10. So this is from my point of view, it's sometimes a stereotype of German people, but this might also be helpful. You know, when you talk about this whole engineering thing and these, like I said, these, these strong fact-based argumentation, I think um, to be on time means really something in Germany. And this is quite interesting. So from my prior business experience, we had a company, we, we, we um, um, worked for a company where there were some problems with the management accounting. And it was like, okay, the company has to get the uh, reports from every location on Friday at noon. So all of the German colleagues just sent their reports on Friday latest at noon. And then some colleagues from other European countries just send it maybe at 1 or maybe at 4 p.m. or maybe on Saturday night or Monday morning. Because they were saying like, hey, you will not have a look at uh, uh, on, on this specific report until Monday morning, so I can also send it to you on Monday. But this is not the German sense of saying we are on time. There are a couple of German phrases trying to... to to picture this out and also trying to explain this maybe to children that this is a value and also a, this is a the characteristic of a let's say good living um, person to be on time okay so you mentioned how like when we were talking about names how german structure is hierarchical so you have the boss and then the employees are like definitely under the boss so how are the employees expected to communicate with their boss? Do they have to go like through different people in order to like get in contact with them or can they just talk directly to the boss? So normally you would um, have to get through the different hierarchy levels. So you have to talk to your direct boss first before you would get to the CEO or something like this. And um, it's always interesting to see if you have n new colleagues from other countries in German co in companies that they sometimes do not have the sense to go through this hierarchy lines and through this different reporting communication lines. And also, um, I talked about the first and last name thing. So if you would earn your PhD, so in Germany, it would be normally at, at nearly all German universities would be a doctor. So you would have this doctor uh, in front of your last name and if you would talk to someone in a company who who has earned a doctor you would have to say Dr. Eulrich please explain blah 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 so um, I think in Austria this is even stronger than in Germany but especially if you have huge traditional companies um, from the from 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 the high-tech industry or something like this with a long tradition or chemical industry or something like this they really have this sense of um, you have to get through this hierarchy levels and you also have to 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 be um, to communicate in this formula way do you think that having this like chain of command makes the process longer 
oh, that's interesting. To be honest, I, I don't think so. So um, if you compare this to maybe Japan, um, they have a, the, the Japanese culture is much more stronger than the Germany when you talk about this, this hierarchy thinking. And you can see that the Japanese and also the, the German companies in total quite successful compared to, to other nations, right? So I don't think that um, this would create something like an inefficiency. I think this might be helpful to create something like an order or a good framework. You know, one problem might be if everybody f from the fourth or fifth uh, management level would have a chance to go directly to the CEO, you know, everybody would knock on his door, his or her's door um, every day, so you get, cannot focus on your work anymore. So because of this delegation, I think the German companies just try to reduce the, the stress level in the organization and say, okay, your direct boss will decide if this is an interesting point or not, so that we will just um, create a follow-up on the higher hierarchy levels. Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about it like that, but it makes sense that it would be more efficient in that way. Okay, who makes decisions in German companies? Is it usually the boss, like the CEO, or is it like does a group make the decision and then go forward? I'm sorry to, to answer that way, but once again, it depends a little bit on the company. Mm -hmm. So um, I would normally say 75-80% of the decisions are top-down. So the C-level in Germany would define the strategy and based on the strategy also the major project. And then you just roll this out uh, through the hi different hierarchy levels. So you're going down to the next level, to the second management level, try to explain this there and, uh, and going through the whole organization. Um, on the other hand, sometimes you just get something like a bottom-up approach or see something like a bottom-up approach um, saying, okay, we also have to understand what the employees maybe on the 10th hierarchy level is thinking about the strategy, and especially uh, especially because of this uh, co-determination environment where some of the employee uh, representatives are in the board. You have also this type of, let's say, bottom-up view on the highest um, governance functions. So um, this might also be helpful, but I would say most of the time it will be top-down from the C-level. Awesome. Um, what does success look like in Germany? Okay, so if you would talk to different people, they would define success in a, in a different way. Sometimes, let's say the not that well-educated persons would normally define success as making as much money as possible. But you also have educated persons saying, the only thing in my life um, that is important is to earn as much money as possible. On the other hand, because of this, this sometimes hierarchical understanding of, of doing business, it's also important to get onto the next level. doesn't matter if you really earn more or not. So from my personal point of view, success is more than money. It's also to be a good person, to have friends, to have a great uh, family, to live a good life or a life that makes sense. So do something that really matters. If I would compare the salary at the university, also as a full professor, tenured full professor, to being, let's say, not even a partner, director at a big four accounting company, I can easily double my income. 
So for me, this wouldn't be a success factor. So the, the income wouldn't be the, the success factor, factor. And the interesting thing is um, that because of this position as a professor in Germany, that the big four partners or, or directors would come to me and ask about problems they have in their, in their business. So it's really interesting, although they maybe earn half a million uh, um, um, euros or something like this, so definitely more than, than the double of my income, um, they would ask for, for questions and would talk about problems with me because I have this job as a professor, right? So this might be something really interesting. So for me as a person, the, the money is something that you need to live and also to, to live in a, in sometimes in a, in, a, in, a, in a nice way, but that's not that important. Uh, on the other hand, especially younger um, persons, younger, also younger students at our university have a strong focus. I have to earn as much as possible. What does a successful employee look like? Always be on time. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> be on time, show your integrity, be a nice person. So um, in, the, in a way, you're able to communicate in an appropriate way. You're able to create own ideas, be um, creative. But on the other hand, also respect... Um, concrete tasks that that you will have to do so um, you have to understand that you maybe will start with position on the lower hierarchy level but if you're good enough if you focus on your work um, if you be a nice person you can easily uh, get to higher levels so i think this is really important this is great okay so our last question what advice would you give to a business person planning to work in germany Okay, so um, just try to get a rough sense of Germany. And I mean with a rough sense, not only saying um, Angela Merkel is the, is the chancellor right now, but also have a better understanding of the, of the history of Germany. So the problem from my point of view is that in many countries outside of Germany, they still see Germany with two or three stereotypes. So... Germans are always wearing leather trousers and uh, you can see that I'm not wearing this right now. They're always drinking beer. They had this Nazi time with really, 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 really huge problems and evil behavior and something like this. And they built great cars. So, but Germany is definitely more than this. So we have a history of, I don't know, over 1000 years where the main parts of Germany are still the same. Right, so we had a lot of inventions, not only in the car in, in the car industry. Also, a German invented the computer. We did a great job with with leading scientists. Right, Albert Einstein came from Germany, so we had we had a long experience with research and innovations and something like this. And also um, compare the, the the younger history with. Um, history in the Middle Ages. So um, Martin Luther, the German Martin Luther, just made this uh, reformation 500 years ago, right now 501 years ago, to be honest. And he created the whole Protestant church. Gutenberg invented uh, the printing press. So you can see that some of the Germans really influenced 
the lives of of all people all over the world and you know we're, we're talking about one person and most of the times the negative stereotypes and the negative experience comes uh, together with one person but to be honest he wasn't really a German right he came from Austria so the whole Nazi time wasn't something um, that would that is typically established over years in the German culture so normally German Germans are uh, from my point of view like I said based on or behave based on on their understanding of integrity and to live a good life and also we have a strong focus on on our families over the over the history so it's really important and one last thing is if you get back to this business perspective you know in Germany we have a strong focus on on the stakeholder side so not not maybe in the US you have a really strong focus on the shareholder side so we have a strong focus on the on the stakeholder side and this is a tradition of over 500 years so in Germany there was the so-called Hanse H-A-N-S-E and this was something like a European network of traders in the Middle Ages and it was totally clear to them that the uh, um, trading companies there or, or the, the persons at that time spent some amount of their money for the society, for their local towns, for their employees to create a better environment for all people. And this is something that was um, 500 years ago. So you can see that this understanding of, of, of supporting all type of different stakeholders in your life is really important from my point of view in the German um, culture. All right, this has all been good. Thanks for sharing your knowledge with us. Thanks to be here, thanks. Well, that's all for now. For more information about global business and culture, visit www.internationalhub.org and be sure to subscribe to Cultural Conversations with International Hub. Thanks for listening and join us next time.